a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Nick Connellan, Broadsheet's Publications Director, filling in for Katja Buckville. Today we're talking about a big new festival that's come to Melbourne, debuting for the first time this year, Now or Never. It's an initiative of the City of Melbourne and the Victorian State Government combined. We have a very special guest in the studio, Lord Mayor Sally Catt. Welcome. Hello, Nick. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. You have been in the office since 2018. In those years, we've had a lot of movement in the, the festival space. So we had um, Urimboy has launched in 2017, Rising launched in 2020, which was kind of the combination of Melbourne International Arts Festival and White Night kind of shutting down. Now we've got Now or Never, which is the merging of Melbourne Music Week and Melbourne Knowledge Week. What's it all about? Why are we doing it? Well, firstly, let me say that Melbourne is world-renowned for events. And by their very nature, events need to be dynamic. But we would also never want to be complacent about uh, our situation and reputation as an events capital. And so continuing to reinvent and reinvest and think differently and do differently is absolutely at the, the heart of the thinking, not just that we do, but of course, all of the event organisers, other levels of government. And what a fantastic situation to be in that we have so much cooperation and uh, really agreement, alignment around the fact that we have to keep being dynamic and reinventing ourselves uh, right across the sector. So I'll say that there is a driving force there constantly to always exceed expectations. And uh, I know we can both think of many events that um, are led by people that um, really do push the boundaries. And pushing the boundaries is what now and ever is about. It's really pushed the boundaries for us internally as well, Nick. We had two events, Knowledge Week, which is very much about positioning Melbourne as a knowledge capital, quality education, but really asking big questions and uh, invention and innovation and all of those things that happen in the city and showcasing that for our locals as well as to the world is is a really important part of what we do at the City of Melbourne. And then Music Week, which I think was iconic uh, in so many ways and beloved. And we've not just merged them, we've collided them to create something, I think, extraordinary. But it's an experiment as well. So that's a mind shift for us as a level of government that's you know quite risk averse is to take some risks. And really, uh, I'm a control freak, Nick, uh, but hand over uh, that responsibility, but that opportunity to our team for them to take a homegrown event and what we hope will become a world-renowned event is starting this year with now or never. I think the key word there is is world. We were talking about off mic before a 10-year plan that was put together in 2018 for Melbourne's creative future and how we can't sit still, we can't just rest on our laurels. We have to compete with the other cities in the world because like anything, like technology, like agriculture, if you're not investing in these things, you get left behind. And so now and ever is really a response to that. It really is. And it's not just an evolution. I'd like to think it's a revolution in many ways. And it's almost prophetic 
that in 2018 that strategy said we want to be a city that can't stand still or can't sit still, that there's that sense of activity at every dimension. And given that we came to a standstill and yet events have been the driving force of our recovery, just what is now or never, I really struggle to encapsulate it in a few words, but it is arts and ideas and it's sound and technology. And so it's that mixture of science and curiosity with creativity and arts. But importantly, in the context of saying there's so much that we don't know about the future, but we want to pose those questions now and we want to be involved in those debates and discussions. And so the program has everything from learning more about black holes and how that may impact us in the future. I listened to David Suzuki on the weekend, uh, a renowned environmentalist, talking about our future through to just immersing yourself in music that you've never heard before in Max Watts' basement or walking through an art trail in Docklands. It's a very expansive program, but it is centred around this sense of curiosity and exploration and acknowledging that creativity has to be part of how we respond to challenges and opportunities in the future and that we want to be involved and deliberative as a community about how we shape that future. How do you go about building a festival, not from scratch? I know it had kind of two parent festivals that, as you said, have collided, but yeah, how do you bring that brand to life? Who was behind the concept and decided this is what it's going to be and this is what it's going to do? Well, look, this is very homegrown and we've handed over uh, without the usual 100-point criteria on what we expect at the end. Uh, But we do have some key elements that are critical. We set a target. We want at least 200,000 people to come over the course of the 17 days of the festival and we look to be smashing that already, more than 50,000 people over the first weekend. We've got sold-out shows at the Neversphere which sounds so intriguing, we're seeing high demand for shows. So from that perspective, we want to see people participate. Of course, it has to be a key criteria. We really said that there have to be opportunities to support our local artists. Uh, So whether it's CC Disco or the Victorian Orchestra, they absolutely have to be the foundation for the festival because we're here to support those artists the local event organisers, agencies, etc. But we want international acts. We want to bring those people here that will also bring the interest and participation of people around the world and will inspire locals as well. So having Laszlo Bordos do an incredible uh, visual installation at an iconic place like the Shrine, I can't even imagine what it's going to be and that's exciting to me. So I will be there uh, next week at the end of next week at the Shrine to see that unfold. And I'm really excited that that is a premiere, a world premiere. So we've got commissions uh, that um, we've invested in for this program that have never been seen before as well as well as world premieres. So that mixture of uh, local and international artists uh, is important for us. And then really leaving uh, a lot of it up to what people wanted to bring to us. I mean, Experimenta, for example, a highly regarded, semi-permanent, another creative agency, highly regarded, but saying to them, we wanted something different. We wanted to lift the bar or push the boundaries. And I think really giving agency to those organisations and their artists to try something different and to know that we benefit from that 
uh, for the audiences that come uh, is exciting. You mentioned the uh, Victorian Orchestra there. Um, last night they played uh, a Steve Reich piece from the 70s, which was quite a kind of challenging, minimalistic composition. And I noticed in the program there's a lot of that kind of thing. There are some clubby things and some a uh, bit of punk music happening at the curtain, but a lot of it is really experimental stuff. There's Orteca on the program, which is a experimental IDM techno project from England. There's Actress, who is kind of in a similar vein. What was the thinking behind going down that more experimental or futuristic route as opposed to going for pop music or kind of people that can fill stadiums? Well, if we go back to that sense of, of Knowledge Week and curiosity and, and uh, as I said, sort of testing, experimenting, we needed to create, I'd call them juxtapositions or even oxymorons, you know. We've got the Royal Exhibition Building's the most historic building in Australia uh, hosting almost a rave. I never uh, get sick of going there. And it's, like it's it? magnificent, but it hasn't hosted music at this scale for more than two decades. And there are, wow, are there logistical challenges with doing that, but the team have done brilliantly to to make it happen. And so it is that mix of things that we know well or that are well-established with something you wouldn't expect in that environment. And And I love that because that gets your brain working. It actually challenges, and what we want to do is challenge the status quo. We want to expect that after the biggest disruption in our lifetimes, that as we go forward, we're actually going to tackle some of these issues and challenges in society differently. And to do that, you've got to give a, a you know, a, a disruption to your normal thought patterns and your normal experiences. And I think that's what the festival is really full of in so many ways. I mean, just to go back to the art trail on on the weekend, uh, there were smoke bubbles. I've never heard of smoke bubbles. They were the most magical, brilliant things. And whether it's somebody of my age or a two-year-old chasing these smoke bubbles to get the full effect, it was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I, I think this is what the festival is really creating is a sense of surprise and wonder. And it sparks different things, whether for individuals or groups. Uh, international visitors, part of the success story of this festival, is that something your your team will be monitoring and looking at the amount of attention it's getting internationally? We will be measuring it. We don't have high expectations of international visitation this year because it's brand new and it literally is an experiment in many ways. So our numbers, expectations are very much Melbourne, Victoria, then interstate uh, and then international, whereas for some other festivals, Rising, for example, there's an expectation of international visitation. And uh, we hope, though, that, of course, it it grows to that. And knowing, of course, that we've brought international artists in does give us, though, an expectation that uh, the brand of Melbourne, interest in Melbourne and that marketing of Melbourne internationally will start with now or never this year. It actually wraps up next weekend, which is September 2 concludes with the non-stop weekend. Tell us what non-stop weekend's all about. It's almost like a, a sub-festival, correct? It is. There are seven key shows across well-known uh, venues such as Max Watts or The Curtain or or The Toff. Um, we do encourage people to have a look. I'm purposefully going to go out at 3am just to see 
uh, uh, it's not my normal, but I know it is for others. And so is it actually nonstop? It is nonstop, 48 hours of nonstop programming. And do we, are we talking that some of the venues had special licensing or an exemption for yes, this particular exactly. weekend? Yes, exactly. We've good. worked very closely with them. We've also had to think of logistics and crowd issues and all of those sorts of things. So it's a big group effort across the city for 48 hours of non-stop programming. Now, some people might go the whole 48 hours, not for me to question, <laughs> uh, but I think just being able to come into the city at times you wouldn't ordinarily expect, you know, lunchtime on a Sunday to be having some sort of techno music party, uh, all of those sorts of things I think are terrific. So again, it's that sense of delight and wonder and it is really to drive uh, new experiences and a sense of excitement about the future. And the format's really interesting too as well. It's $55 for one ticket on the Friday or $55 for one ticket on the Saturday, but that gets you into all the venues, correct? Exactly. It's like a super pass. For those that remember Music Week, one of my favourite parts was the Music Safari where you could join a whole lot of other people for either the entire safari or you could drop in and drop out different venues, different acts, but a shared experience. I think this is it on steroids. Fabulous. I can't wait to get out there and experience it. Come on, Nick. Now or Never is on until September 2. Visit nowonever.melbourne.vic.gov.au for all the details. Thanks, Lord Nick. Thank you. That's it for today. You can stay up to date at any minute of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. Listener.